0: Welcome to Forgotten Events. I am your host, Katie. This story today, it haunts on so many levels. There are many questions left unanswered. This is the story of the Amana Holiday Inn Murders. It was Friday evening, September 12th in 1980, by the way, a day that remains a haunting memory, when Rose Burkert, 22, and Roger Ackerson, 32, arrived at the Amana Holiday Inn near Williamsburg, Iowa. The couple was hoping for a romantic weekend together. See, Roger was married to his wife, Marcella, and they had one child. The marriage was not a successful one, and Roger, well... He was known to be a very big flirt with the ladies. As a matter of fact, he eventually flirted his way right into the arms of Rose. The front desk attendant told them the hotel was booked solid due to a conference, but he would double check one more time to see if he could get them in. And as luck would have it, there had just been a cancellation. But I can assure you, this would be the only good luck the couple had that evening. The couple checked into room 260. The next day, a housekeeper arrived at their room, a room only accessible from inside the building, by the way. She knocked several times, and it was around noontime, but there was no answer. So she tried the door, but found it locked from the inside. So she went to get a pass key from the hotel manager and returned to the room. She opened the door, and the first thing she saw was feet. Thinking the occupants were still asleep, she looked a little further into the room to confirm. And what the housekeeper saw was frightening. Blood splattered across the walls, the carpet, the headboard. I mean, this caused her to turn and run. She went in search of the manager, and after the manager arrived to the room, he realized she really did see what she said she saw, and he called the local sheriff's department. Both Burkert and Atkinson were face down on the bed, the back of their heads slashed and caved in by repeated blows from most likely a hatchet, an axe. Atkinson, Also had several severed fingers. That indicated that he had tried to protect his head from the blows. Officials found Burkert fully clothed, whereas Atkinson wore only his shorts. In a Gazette article dated September 18, 1980, Iowa County Medical Examiner Dr. Stacy Howell of Amana said both victims died of acute blood loss and brain injuries. Howell said, Akison suffered lacerations to the scalp, the skull, the brain, and Burkert suffered lacerations to the scalp, the skull, and had a brain contusion. Both suffered bleeding under the brain covering, Howell said. The room showed no signs of forced entry. State investigators said neither guns nor drugs were involved in the deaths. The investigators did find two chairs next to the bed, which I kept researching this, thinking that that meant something. I'm not sure that it does. But to them, it indicated the killer or killers may have carried on a conversation with the couple prior to the slaying. I mean, evidence indicated the killer at one point put his feet up on the desk. I guess my question is, how do they know it was the killer that put his feet up on the desk? Strangely, he had carved something out of a piece of hotel soap and then had written one word on the bathroom mirror. Now, this discovery really freaked me out. That word was this. T-H-I-S. This. This. One can surmise that there were probably more words, possibly a message on the mirror, but the rest of it was washed away. It was kind of a blurry mess. But the only thing remaining on the mirror was that one word, this. Also, the television was still on in the room and the victim's bags had clearly been searched through and money was stolen. Buchanan County Sheriff's Department Captain Howard Judd, who worked the case for the St. Joseph Police Department, described the scene as, quote, pretty gruesome and overkill, end quote. Of course, rumors swirled in both Missouri and Iowa once this news got out. Some suspected Burkert's ex-boyfriend, Danny Burton, who had been kicked out of Burkert's home due to his alleged drug use. It was also reported that he allegedly had been stalking Burkert in the weeks before the murder, and Burkert had filed a complaint with the Andrew County, that's in Missouri, Sheriff's Department and told them, quote, if she ended up dead, it would be because of her ex, end quote. Burkert was a single mother, so she turned to dog ownership for protection. Unfortunately, she later found the dog deceased, but Burton had an alibi and passed a polygraph regarding these accusations. Rumors also circulated that the killer may have been Roger's uncle, uncle via his marriage to Marcella. His uncle was serial killer Charles Hatcher, Hatcher had recently escaped from a Nebraska Mental Health Center when these murders happened. Charles Ray Hatcher was a serial killer who confessed to having murdered 16 people between 1969 and 1982. By the way, Hatcher had a disgusting past. Most of it was sexual assaults. But he kept being sent to mental facilities after each occurrence. It wasn't until 1983 that he ended up with a life sentence in prison. Another rumor focused on the hotel bartender that Rose apparently argued with the evening the couple checked in. There doesn't seem to be any information about the subject of the argument, but the following day, after the discovery of the bodies, the bartender left the hotel without picking up his paycheck. And the truck that he was known to be living out of was later found abandoned in Iowa City. Detectives later determined that right after that, he had joined the army and was stationed in Germany. I I can't find any additional information on him. I don't know his name. There's just nothing out there. They did eventually catch up to him, but nothing happened. Roger's brother and his wife, his sister-in-law, believe that Marcella and her family had a hand in the killings. Marcella denied any involvement in her husband's murder. She even went a step further to implicate someone from Rose's past, possibly the ex-boyfriend. In a Cedar Rapids Gazette story published September 16th in 1980, Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation Supervisor Tim McDonald said teletypes were being sent out to other states in an effort to locate any similar crimes. He said about 400 people, including guests and holiday and employees, had already been questioned. Gerald Shanahan, a 25-year FBI agent, took over as DCI director in August of 77. In a Gazette story published the following day, Shanahan said there had been no headway in the case, but that agents from Missouri and Illinois were assisting in the case. Shanahan left the DCI in 83 and cited the Amana hatchet slaying and the disappearance of Des Moines Register paperboy Johnny Ghosh as the two unsolved cases he would think about most after his departure. Later, the DCI and Burkert's close friend Tammy Berkman resurrect interest in this case. And boy, did she. When the Iowa DCI established a cold case unit in 2009, the Rose Burkert, Roger Atkinson murders were amongst 150 cases listed on the cold case units new website as those the DCI hoped to solve using the latest advancements in DNA technology. Well, I always say that today's technology is the key to solving so many mysteries. You know, the crimes may have happened a hundred years ago, but it always gets solved through current technology. In a St. Joseph news press story by RJ Cooper published in September, 2009, Tammy Berkman said solving this case became her obsession. I mean, to the point of a divorce. Cooper's article said, quote, she compiled stacks of articles, stories, tips, and files. It's all Ms. Berkman thought about. She called detectives, dissected forensics shows on TV, calling afterwards to officers to suggest a new technique that could maybe break the case. When she received threats, Ms. Berkman pushed harder, hoping to force the culprit out of hiding. When a fire destroyed her files, she did not concede. She merely started over. Berkman kept asking questions and wouldn't give up. Rose Burkert is buried in St. Joseph Memorial Park Cemetery in Buchanan County, Missouri. She was born May 21st, 1958 and at the time of her death was a nurse trainee at St. Joseph Hospital in Missouri. Roger Edward Atkinson was born May 30th, 1948, in St. Joseph, Missouri. He too is buried in St. Joseph Memorial Park Cemetery in Missouri. Roger served as an HM3 with the US Navy during the Vietnam War and later worked as a telephone installer repairman for General Telephone Company in Savannah, Missouri. We can only hope that as technology improves, more cases like this get solved. I have to believe that the culprit in these slangs left some kind of DNA behind. I mean, we can only hope. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more forgotten events.